Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Presence Live here on this beautiful Tuesday morning in January. It's a little chilly down here, but I, Chris Euler, along with... Teresa Curley today are broadcasting from lovely Aberdeen, Roncalli High School here in Aberdeen, South Dakota, the very heart of the Real Presence Radio listening area. Uh, and we are pleased to have you joining us, all right? We've got a great lineup for you today, uh, some great people in studio, some great people calling in to talk about the happenings around our, our, our diocese, our local churches, but also within uh, the wider array of our Catholic church. And so uh, before we do anything, though, I, as I was formed in the good old Benedictine tradition at the lovely University of Mary. Benedict says, all good things begin with what? And that is prayer. And so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity to share your word today, to hear the truth that you have to speak to us. And in a particular way, on this beautiful feast day, we celebrated the conversion of St. Paul. Lord, we pray that St. Paul is a great reminder to all of us that we are never too far from you. That even the greatest of sinners can be called to lead your church and can be called to be great witnesses to the gospel. So in a special way we pray today for our own conversions of heart, but also for those who we love, for those who we know who are maybe far from God and those who we know who are in definite need of your grace. Lord, we just ask you through the intercession of St. Paul to welcome them back. We pray this in your great, holy, and venerable name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Teresa, how are you this morning? Really cold. Yes. It was funny driving here from Sioux Falls yesterday. You could just see the temperature dropping. It was like 18 degrees when I left, and 2 when I got in Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. what, you know, we're, we're a little bit closer to Canada, so you know, I think the closer you get to Canada. Just Canadians. Hey, hey, yeah, sure. Yeah. And North Dakota, too. I'm originally from North Dakota. And I mean, it's a little colder up there, but yeah, you know, they're up there, a little colder, yeah. So, all right, I'll stop. I'm done. I'm done. But hey, we got a great show for us today, don't we? Yeah, I'm super excited. So, shall we introduce our first guests? Yes, they're sitting right here in studio. All right. I am so excited for these folks to be on here. I've been working with them since August. Uh, they've been a gift to our school. Uh, it, Absolutely incredible stuff going on here in the Diocese of Two Falls. So we have Sammy, Mirtha, and Cole Mitzel of the Diocese of Two Falls Lumen Christi Missionaries. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you guys. It's wonderful to be on. Yeah. So before we really dive in, let's each of you guys take a little minute to tell us about yourselves. We'll start with Sammy and then we'll go to Cole. How about? All right. Perfect. Um, Yes. As uh, Chris said, I'm Sammy Mirtha. I am a Lumen Christi Missionary for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um... A little bit about myself. I grew up in Dimmick, South Dakota, so I'm from the Sioux Falls Diocese through and through. Um, And I went to the University of South Dakota for three years and then took a year off between my junior and senior year to do missionary work. Um, But I served as a totus tuus missionary for three summers. Um, I've been greatly involved in the diocese in different ways and have just really loved 
um, partaking in the life of our diocese and working with our students. Um, so yeah, it's a gift to be a part of the first ever Lumen Christi missionary team. Your long team, so amen. That's awesome. Yeah, my name's Cole Mitzel. I'm originally from Aberdeen here, so my own stomping grounds. <laughs> and I was I've been a part of the diocese for a while just as a youth growing up in the diocese, very active in all the retreats that our diocese does, hanging out with the youth, all my friends were also very active. And so after I graduated I just went right into the work field and over that year in the work field there I just really felt this call to go into missionary work and so our diocese starting up the Lumen Christi program was a great blessing and an answer to that inclination that the Lord was putting on my heart to serve him so it's been great to be able to step into that well, excellent so before we go a little bit further I'm sure there's people out around the rest of the listening area who, who doesn't they have no idea what the Lumen Christi team is so, uh, can you guys, one of you guys, Sammy or Cole, explain what is the Lumen Christi team and how did it come to be? Absolutely. Um, so, Lumen Christi is a missionary um, program that is run by the Sioux Falls Diocese, and it began this year. Um, and we kind of have two different rankings of missionaries. We have summer missionaries um, that kind of replace the Totus Tuus program that we had previously had, and they do similar things to what Totus Tuus did in the summer. So we had our first batch of Lumen Christi missionaries last summer. Um, and then we also have year-round year missionaries, so those who serve for the academic school year from September until uh, May. Um, and we we have two teams of um, year-long missionaries. Um, but how Lumen Christi kind of came to be was uh, it came out of this desire um, and kind of workings of the brain of Eric Gallagher and his desire for um, to meet the needs of our diocese and to really place um, to that particular response to the students and the young people and the all the people of our diocese and kind of that intentionality and a relational ministry and just how um, yeah placing people on the ground to um, and then it kind of answered the call of Bishop's um, vision. Uh, Bishop will often uh, tease us, and he says we're the first ones on the ground for his uh, for his mission. Um, but obviously, we have so many people in our diocese serving and responding to that so well. But yes, so it's it's just a great desire to serve the specific needs of the Sioux Falls Diocese. And instead of pulling in a group from somewhere else or something, or a missionary team from somewhere else, it's a response to um, missionaries that know the diocese, that have grown up in the diocese, that are at home or from their home, their love here is to serve and know the people that they that they call home as well. So that's why we're here. Wow. And what an exciting time to be just in the first year of the program and just to see how it's been developing in the past year and not knowing what the future holds for it. That's exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been good so far, right? You guys have been in Aberdeen since, uh, I, I said August, really it was early September. <laughs> uh, very first week of September, you guys were here. So... You've been in our community for a while. You've been serving particularly at Roncalli High School and then both parishes. And then, of course, uh, throughout the week, you'll go other places and do retreats. But in regards to the Aberdeen Catholic community we've got, uh, tell us a little about, bit, a little about what you do in your day-to-day -day lives uh, and then kind of overall how you've seen that impact our community as a whole. Yeah, so it's been really great, especially being from this town, kind of growing up with Roncalli. I was homeschooled, but... I had a lot of cousins that go, went through Roncalli. So being able to just see the change in Roncalli has been awesome. 
Um, so from our day-to-day stuff, we, as missionaries, we have prayer requirements that we set as a team and as a mission. And so we do liturgy of the hours every day. Uh, we make sure we're getting to Mass and having at least an hour of prayer just for ourselves to help put us in that mindset of Christ and living with Christ and being accessible to Christ and ministering from that place. It's really important for us as missionaries. And so in between all that, we get to be at the school for the vast majority of the week. And it's been really great being able to interact with the students and especially see those students grow. It's been really, really amazing just to see the Lord work in the small race. Because like, this is the first time the school has missionaries, so it was very new to the students, and it was kind of fun to watch them go, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, yeah, to just be like, I'm a missionary here to help you grow in your faith. It took them a little while to catch on to what that really meant, and you kind of had to represent it to them a bit. But when they kind of took hold of that and started running, it was really awesome see them do that yeah so then once you did make those relationships since uh you know of course those one-on-one relationships we see being like the bread and butter of building the kingdom of god right Uh, but then also from there like there are other things that as they are invited that relationship and they desire to grow closer to christ what are some things that you have basically done to help them grow closer to christ yeah absolutely so we um Kind of there was a blank slate for Lumen Christi. We had a little bit of guidelines of what relational ministry looked like. Um, but coming into this year, it was really truly a response to like, what is God doing and what do these students need? Um, and this continual response um, and conversation with our formators. So we, um, a lot of our main goals at the beginning was to invite students into like one-on-one discipleship relationships um, and just invite students to get to know them and let them know that there's missionaries at the school who love them, um, answer their questions, um, talk to them about growing deeper in their faith, what does that look like, Um, kind of walking with them personally and what that looks like in their lives. Um, So a lot of times those one-on-one relationships can look very different depending on the student. Um, And then also leading uh, Bible studies and book studies. We have a collection of book studies and Bible studies where we kind of get a group of students together um, for a grade or a group of friends and different things. And we go through a study that really um, sticks out to them, something that's interesting and something that catches their attention, helps them grow deeper in that relationship with the Lord. And then we oftentimes those studies will meet once a week or so. Um, and those have been, yeah, very successful. And same with the one, or uh, the discipleship relationships, those have been going really well. I've met with many students almost the entire year, so it's been a gift to see them grow in their relationship with the Lord and see um, just their freedom and the gift it is to be in relationship with them is really beautiful. But then on top of that, we do um, get to help out with different retreats for the school. We've gotten to help Chris in his many, uh, many retreats that he puts on in the campus ministry at Ron Colley. So it's been good to get to know the grades in a personal way. Um, that's probably been one of my favorite ways to get to know the students this last year. And then we just enter into the daily life of students. We go to basketball games. We went to the one-act play this last Sunday. The kids are performing right about as we speak <laughs> this morning. They're at Regions. Uh, so we just are supporting the students, praying for them, and, you know, being their friend. You know, if kids having a hard day, we sit down with them and kind of share with them and talk with them, and it's just a great place to be. So. 
Absolutely, yeah. I definitely, you know, from my end, have seen a lot of great fruit, and it's been a beautiful gift. Uh, so I see the blessings as someone who has been in the community for the last four years. And I see that it was, and it was definitely an answered prayer, right? God is sending more coworkers in the vineyard to help. And I've seen those blessings. Now, uh, I know it's maybe not always easy for you guys to see the fruits all the time, but can you speak in or maybe share like a, a, an area where you've seen fruit, where you've seen a pers- in a specific person's life growth? Yeah, so one of the guys I work with, and there's been a couple of them, but this one was just like really important to me because it it kind of mirrored my life and growth with the Lord a little bit. And for me, that was on working on prayer mm. and really learning how to pray and what prayer really is. And it's not and learning that it's not just, oh, I go and sit in the church and look at my watch every five minutes to <laughs> see when my 15 minutes or however long I decided I'm going to go pray for is done and then get up and say, yay, I prayed 15 minutes and feel like I did nothing. So I had a guy that was kind of in that place of like, I know there's more, I want more, but I have zero clue on how to get there. And so really able just to start mentoring him and teach him how to pray, what prayer really is, and how to hear the Lord's voice to get it to that point where he was able to feel like, okay, I'm not just talking to thin air, and someone's actually listening to me. Mm. was just really superb to see that reaction in him and that growth in him to where he had that hunger built that he didn't have before. And, you know, we had talked about his prayer life before, and I'm like, okay, so now that you have this, what's it like for you? And he's like, he just sat back in his chair. He's like, Cole, this is so much better than what I was doing. So, and yeah, he was just at a loss over it, so it was awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. That's wicked awesome. I love that. Um, so we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, um, I'd really like to dive deeper into how this mission work has affected you guys, because it can't not have an impact when you give your life to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so um, hang with us over the break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. 
Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Chris Euler. And we're at Ron Colley High School in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and we're visiting with Lumen Christie Missionary, so Emma Murtha and Cole Mitzel. I'm sorry, I just said your sister's name. <laughs> <laughs> she will be on later today, yeah. though, so it's perfect. I'm just thinking ahead. Always now you just have ahead. to make up for it and call her Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're visiting with Sammy Murtha and Cole Mitzel, and um, just talking about their mission work and how that's impacting the students they're working with and the community, and I'd like to dive into how it's affecting you and your lives and what changes you've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um vague but I'll, I'll work with it <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh well um for me uh when the lord kind of put it on my heart to be um to be a lumen christi missionary there was definitely a lot of fear i was going into my senior year of college this next year so um i definitely was in this place where i was kind of had my life planned out a little bit you know I was gonna apply for grad school I was planning on going different directions um I kind of had everything in place was working my jobs and different things like that and had my whole setup at college and I was ready to graduate this um coming May uh and when that kind of invitation came it was definitely a shock to myself of like okay this is what I'm doing I'm excited I love the Lord I will follow him and anywhere that he takes me but uh that leaves a lot of open things of what this next year will be like um so for me it was definitely just this abandonment of okay lord like i'm gonna lay myself in front of you and i'll receive anything from you um and truly like what's affected me so deeply in that is i feel like just getting to know the heart of our lord um especially in the way that he loves um his young people he loves the students um, you know, I think of like so many times when I talk to these students and just like the love I have for them and how much I want to walk with them and I pray for them and I just like, you know, something is going on in their life or they're having a hard day and how much that affects my heart and how I like take it to prayer and I'm just like, wow, like just like the way my heart burns for these young people and I just like getting to sit with the Lord and how he shows me like my love for them is so much more infinite than this and just getting to take part in his mission and his love is so profound. So I think it really changed in myself of like a lot of times when I do missionary work, it was kind of like, I had a lot of natural talents. I was, you know, rambunctious and fun and talkative and different things like that. And this year has really made me recognize that like, it's not of my own ability. It's not of my own power and it's, it's him. And that's become really apparent and just 
really turning myself over to the Lord in prayer and when there's a particular situation that's happening and I don't know what to do with it. You know, I've had students where I've met with them a couple times and just kind of been like, I see so much the student needs, but I have no ability to, you know, I have no expertise, no understanding of where to walk with this student or what to do. And, and I've taken it to prayer and prayed with them before, prayed with students and really just like handed it over to the Lord and let them hand their lives over to the Lord. And I've just been so blown away with how the Lord shows up when we ask him to come. And I just, you know, have kind of sat back and it's humbled me to recognize like, wow, like I've been trying to carry way too much weight by myself and it's actually so much him and just so Mm -hmm. much his spirit moving. So definitely like the effect that it's had in me is just this recognition of that the Lord is present, is there, he loves us and he um, wants to be a part of this mission because it's his um, and it's not ours. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that we do to make it or create it to be better. Like it's everything for him and it's, and he delights in us getting to take a part of that. So yeah, it's just been a gift to get to see that and to be humbled in many ways, but to kind of have the joy of getting to take part of that. And missionary has been so much more missionary work has been so much more fruitful and joyful when I hand it over to him. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I'd say that last part that Sammy said has definitely been true for me as well. And, you know, I mentioned earlier I was in a full-time job before I ended up being a missionary. So it's two very different types of work. And so it was just a, a big learning curve for me coming into this, okay, we're going to go do mission work now. I got a team. I got to learn to be with and we're all striving for the same thing and how do we do that well as a team, as a unit working towards the same thing. And so it, it was a learning process for me to learn how to do that, how to do that well, and then how to even minister to the students well. Different ways to help teach them. If you came up with someone who like wasn't understanding things as well as you would think you could describe them, then you could go to one of your other teammates and be like, okay, here's what I'm trying to get at. What's a good way to present this to these guys? And then they could give you another one. So for me, it's been a lot of that just like own personal growth of learning how to do this stuff really and just ways to teach it because I haven't done it as much before so the Lord's been just having a lot of personal growth in that and along with trusting in him you know laying over what we're trying to do with the students to him learning that partnering like Sammy was talking about of realizing that it's the Lord's work and not yours Mm. and that's a beautiful gift to realize you know it's something that I think that you know myself you know and all of us you know here and even all of us listening can learn to realize that you know uh oftentimes you know personally oftentimes i get really black and white i'm like this is the way it is and this is the truth <laughs> and da 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 and I, I sometimes get myself into trouble right because i'm like you know it, it's it's much more than that right it's this reality that yes god does ordain these truths to be reality but at the same time like we have to love these people and if I tried to love on my own accord, right, I'd be the worst, right? <laughs> Sometimes I am the worst, right? Just just ask my wife, right? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a beautiful gift that you guys are having. And uh, what an opportunity to, like, uh, to grow so that 
as you live your vocation of holiness, then also that secondary vocation later in life, you can take these things and apply it and, and live it well. Like, it's amazing. So as you guys are being transformed personally, the students are being transformed. Uh, this is something that other people have got to desire, right? Oh, yeah. So if other people are desiring it, how can, how can people like schedule you to come? How can people have you come to their parish? Um, and what, what are your things you do if you are scheduled to go to a parish? Absolutely. So we so for scheduling the team, um, on Wednesday nights we are kind of open to anyone in the diocese to request us to come in and do like a youth night or a family night or anything like that. So we've been to probably 20-some parishes throughout the year. I don't know the math on that, but we've been all over. Um, And we've gotten this opportunity to run youth nights. We've been all the way down to Dakota Dunes, so we've taken our trips across the the state for sure um, and hopped all over. Uh, but we've also, um, yeah, just, and a lot of those nights will involve adoration or confession with the students. Um, are, we have really generous priests in our diocese who have been so willing to, um, offer such opportunities for our students. We often give testimonies and talk with the students. Um, and we, uh, yeah, getting to play games and goofing around and things like that, but just the students getting to see the life of the team. But that's a very small part of what we do, it feels like. But um, but it's always such a gift. You know, sometimes when we get in the car on a Wednesday, I'm like, oh, I don't want to drive, you know, three hours <laughs> to go here and, like, ask my teammates. I sleep a lot in the car, so I'm no <laughs> help to them. Um, but I, yeah, just this reluctancy. And then I, we go and show up with the students, and it's so incredible. And every time I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, how do I ever not desire to be with these students? Because their joy and just, yeah, I grew up in a small parish that didn't have a whole lot going on. Um, you know, small, we had CCD on Wednesday nights. So the thought of a missionary team coming in and sharing their testimonies and getting a night of prayer and things like that, like, that would have been such a gift to me. So every time that I go, I, I often reflect upon um, those small town students that don't have a whole lot, don't have a lot of formation opportunities and things like that. So that's definitely where I was, where I came from, where majority of our diocese comes from. So it's a gift to get to reach those needs as well. Um, but yeah, how people do that, how they preserve the team is um, just on the website. The Through the Sioux Falls Diocese website, you can go into kind of the youth ministry um, tab and then Lumen Christi is its own little button and you can um, click on Lumen Christi and there you can kind of fee- see what we do, who the missionaries are, um, how to request a team, how to support Lumen Christi, how to support our team, different things that we do. So yeah, it's all on the website there. And also for young people looking to apply to be missionaries, either for the summers or for the year long, that's all there as well. Yeah. And I can, to second that, like applying to be missionaries, if there's young people out there listening from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, I can greatly attest for if you want to be a summer missionary, uh, what a great gift, right? I, I personally wasn't one, but uh, this summer my family went down to what is called D camp, right? My my wife and my currently at the time my old, I had one son born. Now I got two kids, but uh, we were down there and like the love I watched these missionaries give to my family was amazing, right? And that just proved to me that this is a program that is worth your while if you want to grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of the way that these people love. So if you are considering. You know, if you're a, a, a student that's a college student and you're looking for something to do this summer, go to the Diocese Sioux Falls website, consider applying. If you're a DRE out there in the diocese uh, and you're looking for something to energize your youth and to give your youth an opportunity for conversion and uh, encounter with Christ, sign up, reach out. Like you're not, it's, you're not going to regret it. It's going to be a beautiful gift for all people. So, uh, you guys have gone like you 
doing, been working in Aberdeen. You've been working around the diocese. You've been doing a lot of really great things. Uh, what is something that has surprised you both mm. about your work? Maybe it could be like, wow, these people are better cooks than I thought they'd be who are giving <laughs> me all my meals. Or it could be something as profound as like, wow, that's like an incredible grace from God. What has been a great surprise and gift to you guys this year? Mm. You got about one minute, so. <laughs> Sorry, <yeah. laughs> I think for me, it's just been, you know, we get to be a lot of, in a lot of host homes traveling around and just seeing how many people are so generous in opening their homes to us. Mm. It's been really awesome to just see the generosity of the people of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Sweet. Yes. I would say, um, kind of going off that, just getting to meet different people and the opportunity in that and the students and things is oftentimes when you look at our world, you can, you can get very hopeless. You can look around and think that there's just not a lot of hope to be had of the love of the Lord. But when you're a missionary and you get to talk with students about their relationship with God and meet families who are willing to bring in missionaries, it's just so evident that the Lord is working and He's alive so presently, especially in our diocese, and um, and to not give up hope, you know, to look for those places that He's present. And I just have been so um, shocked by the opportunity to get to see that because it's it's so present. Well, absolutely, and it's it is like I I think a lot about you know you. Know, as we talk about surprises, right? You know, Pope Francis talks about like, our God is a God of surprises, right? Uh, and then even going back to Pope before Pope Francis, C.S. Lewis, right? He wrote an entire book called Surprised by Joy, right? This thing that we are gifted when we follow Jesus Christ, it surprises us. <laughs> like, it's, it's a free gift, and it's like, holy cow, like, where did this come from? Like, everything else in life is so mundane, but all of a sudden there's something that is, it's just, it's this spark, and it's this grace. Now, uh, as we wrap up the, this, this conversation with you guys, do you have any last thoughts uh, or comments about the year or anything you want to implore the listening audience uh, on? I would just say, um, please offer your prayers um, for our mission and the mission of everything that's going on in our diocese and the church. Um, prayer is so, there's so many moments where I can just am so evident that the effects of prayer are taking place and I can see that. Um, but yeah, and also if you know someone who even just has the smallest inclination to take an opportunity like this, um, I got invited to be a missionary when I was 18 years old, and that changed the whole trajectory of my life, and now I'm giving my whole life to serve the Lord. So even just the smallest invitation to say, hey, consider this, look into this, um, it can really profoundly be the answer that someone needs. So yeah, that's my little <laughs> invitation. Sweet. Well, hey, we are running into a break here, but don't go away. Next up, we're going to talk about living our Catholic identity. As these missionaries are living their Catholic identity, so you can as well. And so we're going to have uh, Dr. Kate Sutre on with us, uh, coming up to talk about how living that identity is actually good for our mental health, believe it or not. You think there'd be a correlation, right? There is. So stay tuned. <laughs> Coming up next on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mm-hmm. 